The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm Benjamin Shapiro, the executive producer of the MarTech Podcast, and today we've got a special episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. Juan is a recovering MarTech consultant turned creator who writes an amazing weekly newsletter about the MarTech industry. And I'm thrilled to invite him and some of his friends to take the mic and share their knowledge with you, our loyal MarTech Podcast listeners. All right, here's a special episode of the MarTech Podcast, guest hosted by Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. Hello, hello, marketeers. My name is Juan Mendoza from the MarTech Weekly. Joining me today is James Mahwini. He is the visionary investor business builder at Media.com. Media.com was developed following a fascinating story that James literally just told me, and I can't believe it's true. It's definitely worthy of a Netflix TV series where a substantial legal battle with Australia's corporate regulator, the founder personally encountered the destructive harm of misinformation, how it can, can destroy business and also harm society. That's why Media.com offers the unique opportunity for right of reply without the risk of misinformation propagation. Now, James and I are going to discuss empowering truth in the digital age. So much content is out there. Social media is filled with it. Everyone has got an opinion. Everyone has got an ability to distribute that opinion and share information and news as they see fit. But Media.com really helps to solve the problem of what's true and what's not. And so I'm really excited to have this conversation with James Mohini, the visionary investor and business builder at media.com. Hey, James, how are you doing? Hey, well, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Well, I'm really excited to have you here. And it's one thing that at the MarTech podcast, we talk about a lot around what marketers can do to build their business. But increasingly, marketers are concerned around brand safety and how much trust consumers actually have in the content they see today. And misinformation is just one of those growing problems. And so it's so exciting to have you and have a conversation. So I would love, perhaps, can you give us a bit of an opening on why Media.com exists? What specific challenges are you trying to solve in the misinformation ecosystem that we have today? Sure. So, Ioannis, you and all our listeners know we live in very interesting, turbulent times where information and also misinformation and even disinformation can get spread at light speed 
I can recount a very personal experience, but in that experience, I firsthand saw the impact of how misinformation can initially start, let's say, in an offline context, very quickly get to an online context through, say, a major publication. That content can then get syndicated across that publication's next instant. And then the next thing that happens, as we all know, is that social media takes a grip. And so it used to be in the space of weeks or months, we're now talking in a space of hours or even minutes, that misinformation can be spread so rapidly and cause so much harm to whether it's businesses, individuals, relationships. There can be decisions made by governments, politicians, law enforcement bodies, and you might just choose whether or not you want to do business with someone based on something you read online. And so I really believe that the information industry is broken at the moment. We believe that media.com's got a solution for that, but it's a big problem that's facing humanity at the moment. The court of public opinion seems to be more and more ruthless these days. I think people are genuinely afraid of if they speak up about something or a topic they care about, that they might be quote unquote cancelled or they might lose their job or they may be rejected by society in some way. And I talk to a lot of folks, particularly folks that want to create content online, and they're so scared about that in that the court of public opinion is so ruthless and so consequential that there's no due process like most legal situations. There is a due process. You do have a lawyer. You do have a way to state your case and to defend your innocence. But in the court of public opinion, we don't have that. And it's a real challenge. So you touched on a very pertinent point in relating it back to litigation. I've got an exorbitant amount of first-hand experience I think we're up to 25 court cases that have been triggered off this run-in that our investment group had with the regulator, which kicked off in 2020. If you look at the courtroom, you've got the plaintiff or the applicant, which is what I would describe as the media. They make their, their case and they say, this person did this, except at the moment, the defendant's options really are, well, what do they do? They write to the journalist and say, no, I didn't. They write to the publication or write a letter to the editor and that gets thrown in the bin. Or they jump on social media and they start commenting and saying, no, this didn't occur. I've tried that on Twitter and it was a complete disaster. Why? Because as you touched on a moment ago, all of this noise comes about where people are commenting and taking the narrative down a different path. And so if you look at the justice system, as in the actual current justice system in most modern democracies around the world, you have the plaintiff and the defendant and they each have the opportunity to state their case. At the moment in the media industry, you've got the media, for example, saying something, and then you've got the defendant who's had these accusations made, and it is complete chaos. There is no order in the courtroom, and when someone posts something on social media, chaos reigns. And why is that? It's because the media publications and social networks are driven by advertiser engagement. They want chaos because it makes them money, it supports their share price. And you can't have information integrity and a balanced court hearing and a just outcome, you're in an environment which is actually driven by advertiser revenues rather than information authenticity. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. 
No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. As Charlie Munger once famously said, the incentives will literally tell you everything you need to know about any market. And the incentives of ad-driven media have multiple second-order effects. And one of those things is, yeah, uh, credibility, integrity in the media has obviously been degraded by that because a lot of those ad networks are running a zero-sum game to get as much, much clicks as possible. But that's changing. I think increasingly, well, in the Western world, I think at least that a lot of folks are questioning even the value of a lot of media and some of the tactics to drive up engagement. As you say, if it bleeds, it leads. But I did want to ask you, and in our second episode, we'll dive a little bit more deeper into this, but I wanted to ask you, how can marketers ensure the authenticity of their information in the digital age? Where misinformation and fake news and just the churn mill of so much content out there, how can marketers really safeguard what they're putting out to market, the campaigns, the strategies, and the things that they're doing to engage customers? The best solution we've heard so far, having traveled the world to discuss and introduce media.com to a lot of people, the best solution, which I think is an inferior solution, is making sure that what people and marketers write about is accurate. Now, there is no accountability in that. It takes nothing these days to set up a fake social media profile. With AI, you can now largely automate that with things like bots. And then you can mass produce volumes and volumes of misinformation at a rate that you never were able to do prior to artificial intelligence existing. So platforms that facilitate this, which are largely social networks and other networks where you can create profiles, and if those profiles aren't verified, then of course there is the risk of information authenticity being heavily degraded. And so even if you are writing something that's accurate, it is in this pile of high-risk material that may also not be accurate. So at the moment, there seems to be an imperfect solution around the world, which is, hey, everyone, you just need to do better. You need to make sure that what you write is accurate. That's not good enough. And that's why with what we're doing with media.com, and it's this by no means a plug, but what needs to happen is that there are networks that then have authenticity of profiles at their core. Because if people who create a profile are in fact who they say they are, and it has their actual name on there, and that information is traceable. And so what that does is it introduces a level of accountability that doesn't exist. You are 10 times less likely to publish something that is false if you have your name attached to it. 
I have someone that created a parody account for me. They call it Donald McWitty on Twitter, publishing a whole range of ridiculous things because they don't care because it's not their actual name. And so that's how obviously these social networks are driving engagement and that's where obviously truth can end up taking very much a backseat. The anonymity aspect, I think, is really interesting to think about because I think it's one of the scourge, particularly on Twitter and also Reddit, where you don't have your name associated with the content that you have. And I think that that is one of the bigger problems is that people can say whatever they want without personal consequence. Now, freedom of speech is one thing, but freedom from consequence is another. If you can destroy somebody's life by posting something that is a total accusation with no evidence and it whips up a firestorm and then that person, their life changes forever, that person is totally consequence free. And I think that to your point, for marketers looking at channels that require some form of verification, even LinkedIn over the past few weeks have rolled out a verification feature. Looking at that so that you're removing that anonymity, you get a far higher quality information environment. Even look at, for example, in the business world, Twitter versus LinkedIn. LinkedIn is like almost a tranquil, peaceful, helpful place to experience content. Whereas Twitter, it's like World War Three every single day. And so I can see your point there around verifying the folks who are actually creating the content and establishing credibility and trust. A few weeks ago, I was in Washington, D.C., presenting to an audience at a, funnily enough, a MarTech conference there. And I said to the audience that misinformation is a greater threat to human existence than climate change. Now, not everyone will agree with me on that point, and it's a controversial statement, but consider this for a moment. A fake profile gets created on Twitter. There's a piece of misinformation published about a plane that's flying over the top of, let's say, New York City, alleging that there's a terrorist threat on that plane. The Pentagon scrambles the jets. They shoot the plane out of the sky, killing hundreds of innocent people, let alone the people on the streets below. That aeroplane was from some harmless country on the other side of the world and World War Three erupts. That could all happen within 24 hours. Climate change, as we all know, gradual, albeit we're certainly feeling the impacts. And funnily enough, a couple of weeks later, the US presidential candidate Nikki Haley came out and said profiles on social networks need to be verified. It's otherwise a national security threat to the United States. So this is now being recognised at a political, it's being recognised at a regulatory level where, at least in the United Kingdom, their legislation that was recently passed now has been introduced, the fact that platforms are required to have the option of profile verification, not mandatory, but optional. And what we're seeing is that we're actually now getting closer and closer to the situation that the banks are in. If you open a bank account, almost in any country, they need to know who you are to stop money laundering. What's happening in social networks is information laundering is taking place. As we all know, it's the minority that spoil it for the majority, but it is a global problem that's really impacting society at the moment. Yeah, I like that concept of information laundering because, yeah, financial institutions have to do KYC. They have to do know your customer and establish identity. And you don't need to do that right now, but I can see how the asymmetry of information just makes it so much harder for everything in society to work. It's hard to see where we don't become the world, particularly social media and search, where the internet does not become more regulated in that way, right? Where you have to establish identity in some form to interact with major platforms. I think we'll see that, particularly with generative AI 
and how easy it is to create content and how much these platforms hallucinate as well. So I can definitely see that a future in which there has to be some sort of credibility and trust established on platforms where people will actually want to go and feel safe. It's inevitable. It's only a matter of time. We're probably, my prediction is in the next 20 years, you won't be able to walk into a restaurant to have a meal without them knowing who's in their restaurant. It's it's a fact of life. It's going to go this way. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our first conversation. And as you can see, we're right in the middle of understanding the impact of misinformation and how marketers can start thinking about it. So that was our first episode with James McQueenie. He is the builder there at media.com. James, thank you so much for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, James and I are going to discuss protecting your online reputation and what you should do around misinformation. So if you can't wait for our next episode, you'd like to learn more about James, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company website at media.com. Thanks for joining me, James. Pleasure. Thank you, Yuan. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to our guest host, Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly Newsletter. If you'd like to get in touch with Juan, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Juan Mendoza, but it's spelled crazy pants. It's J-U-4-N-M-E-N-D-0-Z-4. Or it's a little easier to just visit his company's website, which is themartechweekly.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletters and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.